a headache which had grown significantly worse since Mr. Darcy's lousy proposal. Cheerful chatter preceded the party to the door, but they fell silent as they crossed the threshold and saw Elizabeth sitting in the window seat. Charlotte stepped forward, concern on her face. Clasping Elizabeth's hands and sitting next to her, she said, Are you well? Your face looks feverish. To her husband, she said, She is not well. Should we send for the doctor? The insides of Elizabeth's cheeks stung as she bit them to refrain herself from expressing her ire and the source of her heightened complexion. I assure you I do not need a doctor, and thank you for your concern for my health. I thought a quiet afternoon would ease the pounding in my head, but perhaps a stroll around your garden would be of more benefit. She rose, loosening Charlotte's hold on her hands. Mr. Collins' chest swelled at the mention of his beloved garden. Before he could bless them with a lengthy oratory on the benefits of spending time out of doors in appreciation of God's creations, Charlotte stood beside her, looping her arm through her friends. I will join you. Let us walk in the orchard. It is quiet there, and we shall not disturb Mr. Collins in his book-room. Lady Catherine had several opinions regarding his forthcoming sermon. He takes his duties to the people of Huntsford seriously, and he has much to investigate before next Sunday. Mr. Collins, whose feet had pointed to the door with every intention of accompanying them outside, now shuffled his boots toward the hallway leading to his study, overlooking the road. "'How often it is that we must put the needs of others ahead of our own. Thank you, dear Mrs. Collins, for reminding me of the path I have chosen. How fortunate I am to have such a supportive wife, who seeks not her own selfish wants, but the benefit of others.' He pointed his words at Elizabeth, who had refused his offer of marriage only months before. She had not regretted her decision then, and she certainly did not regret it now, though he used every opportunity to show her what she would forever fail to benefit from. "'Come, Lizzie, you are in need of some fresh spring air.' Charlotte stood by the open door. Elizabeth needed no further encouragement. The sweet breeze brought the best of spring's offerings to her senses. Her hair, free of a bonnet, swirled in her loose coiffure. The tree blossoms scented the air with the promise of succulent fruit. Bees hummed a low buzz, and birds chirped at the close of another busy afternoon's work. Charlotte did not speak until they were a safe distance from the house. Choosing a plum tree to lean against, she folded her arms, and gave Elizabeth the same self-satisfied look she had perfected on her dearest friend over the years. Mr. Darcy was not even present, so you might have joined us, instead of shrinking away from his company and spending a dull afternoon here. I avoid one tea, and you accuse me of avoiding Mr. Darcy. Come, Charlotte, I have made no secret of my dislike of the gentleman to you, but I am not afraid of him, or his aunt. Lady Catherine had done her best to intimidate Elizabeth at their first dinner at Rosings. Her failure to cower had only irritated the lady. I still think Mr. Darcy holds you in high regard. Otherwise, why would he look at you the way he does? Mark my words, Lizzie, Mr. Darcy admires you. If only she knew. But Elizabeth was not ready to tell her. It would only worsen her mood to recount the events of the afternoon to her friend, who had predicted it so accurately. From the first moment of our acquaintance, Mr. Darcy has never once given me any reason to suspect... 
Elizabeth could not bear to continue. She had seen the look on his face. She had seen the hurt. But the remorse she felt lasted only a brief moment. He had hurt Jane, and as the man responsible for the ruination of her happiness, he was undeserving of forgiveness. Continuing, she added, If he were to ask, I would have to refuse. Charlotte's firm gaze brought Elizabeth out of her thoughts to reality. In a soft voice, devoid of judgment, Charlotte asked, Why could you not accept Mr. Darcy? Surely his merits far outweigh his social deficiencies? Elizabeth wished, not for the first time, that she could be more like her pragmatic friend. Charlotte had married for convenience, and the past months spent in her company had proved her to be content with her circumstances. Charlotte made the best of it, encouraging Mr. Collins to spend time in his study.